This episode is brought to you by Estec Insurance. Estec Insurance provide friendly, expert advice on a wide range of insurance services for businesses, startups, and everyone in between. With specialisms in science and technology, Estec work with you to create a tailored insurance package, making sure you're protected against whatever might come next. Plus, Estec offer a 10% discount to all Bradfield Centre members. So visit estec.co.uk or call 01 223 Welcome to Inside the Bradfield Centre. I'm James Parton, Managing Director of the Bradfield Centre. And I'm Adelina Chalmers. I'm also known as the Geek Whisperer as I help engineers decode other people. Today, for a special end-of-year episode, we have Mark Watson, the General Manager at the Bradfield Centre. So, Mark, it's, it's taken us a while to get you on the show. You've, you've been very busy and very elusive, but I'm glad we've left it to the last one of the year because I think this is a perfect way to wrap up the year and kind of look back on 2020. Um, so why don't we kick off with, um, why don't you just kind of describe your role of what you do at the Bradfield Centre and what your kind of typical day looks like? Yeah, well, thanks, James. Thanks for uh, inviting me onto the show. And Adelina, thank you. Um, I suppose really I need to start with, um, I'm the person that actually runs the Bradfield Centre. <laughs> This is true. We, we, we now work. it's all coming out. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so we obviously work very closely, myself and James, um, with, with what we do. Um, obviously, myself being the general manager, I'm working very much on kind of the running the centre. And I suppose the inbound is probably the, the best way to describe it, isn't it, James, in terms of... Yeah, yeah. I guess I, I tend to describe it like I do the outward stuff, like the partnerships, the relationship with the university, marketing, all that kind of stuff. And then you do the important inbound stuff with the membership and the building and all that kind of stuff. So there's there's kind of two parts to my role. Um, I suppose that the, the first part is is the members and it's the doing the tours, the, the sales leads coming through from, may it be brokers or from referrals, that we um, run through kind of the process of our filtration. So we have a tech filter here at the Bradfield. Um, so there's a lot of like-minded individuals working together and collaborating and that kind of thing. So it's very important to us to make sure that those companies meet that criteria. And then we go through the journey, uh, the customer journey, kind of um, going through the filtration, doing the tour, negotiating and then eventually hopefully getting a signed signature on the contract and then kind of the the, the other side of the, the role is then seeing the members through their journey of, of growing with us so coming in at one of our three memberships that we have may it be our home flexi or our dedicated desk or a private office and then um, supporting them through that so how we support them is by understanding what their business needs are what their business does and how we can help them potentially grow um, with us and then, obviously, the, the bigger picture is then hopefully them growing out into the park and having their own unit and being self-supported um, by their own two feet. So that's that's kind of the major part of my role. But I also have then the facility management role of managing the building, um, making sure that there's, you know, hot water in the taps, the toilets are cleaned, the offices are cleaned, and then things like the cafes running as it should be with our contract caterers um, and supporting them as, as we need to. 
So how did you get the role? You know, what's your, what's your background? So it's quite an interesting story. So my, my background um, has always been in hotels. My father was a general manager of a hotel in Cambridge. Um, so I kind of got the buzz to be in hotels from then from, and hospitality and catering as a whole. So worked at a local hotel um, in Kwai, just down the road. Um, worked there for, from when I was probably about 15, 16 um, all the way till I was about 18 um, and then decided to do a management training course in hotels where I kind of travelled the country um, and worked in different aspects of the hotel. So it might be housekeeping or bar or restaurant, etc., or reception. And then um, I'd got into working into hotels and one thing that I'd never done was sales. So then I worked at, at the time was the garden house um, and worked in the sales department there. So I did things like um, conference and meeting room sales inquiries, reservations, um, weddings, that kind of thing. And then decided that that actually wasn't for me. I was more wanting to be kind of face-to-face with people. So then I carried on continuing working in hotel management and then senior management. Um, and then my son came along. So it was kind of like make or break. Do I continue to work in hotels and go down the general management route and get to the point where, you know, hotels are very demanding in terms of the hours that you do. They're very long hours and Christmas time is, you know, you don't spend Christmas Day with your family. You're at work working and looking after other families. So I decided that actually hotels was um, was not for me and that I would go into contract catering. So then I worked um, for a contract caterer company at Cancer Research in Cambridge. Um, I was based there for many years and kind of worked my way up to becoming an operations manager. So then being responsible for multiple um, locations. So I did that for about 12 to 18 months. And I think it was probably my 16th or 15th contract was the Bradfield Centre. And that's when I met James. So um, James and who was the CEO at the time of Central Working Grant, invited the company that I was working for to come in and see them and talk to them about the catering that um, we could offer them. Um, And uh, we won the contract for the catering. So then we opened this up in 20... Was it 2017? 2017, December? Yeah, I think that's right, yeah. Um, We opened up the catering because it was just just before the big party that we'd had here. Yeah, the opening party, yeah. Which was um, amazing, amazing opening party. so it was really, really good to kind of get to know um, James and Grant through that kind of journey. And at the opening party, I'm, I met um, who was my boss at the time in Central Work in Rowan, and we were kind of chatting, and he was saying to me, look, we're trying to um, recruit a general manager that comes from a strong hospitality background. Do you know of anybody that might be suitable? And one of the things that Central Working took a lot of pride in was that they had people from a hospitality background and somebody that, that knew how to look after people and, you know, ultimately give them a five-star experience. So I remember getting home that night after the party and I remember saying to my wife, do you know what, I think I found my next role. And she's like, what do you mean? I was like, well, I've been chatting to the guys at, um, at the Bradfield Centre and I said, you know, what they do is amazing. I said, I'm, I'm absolutely, like, really uh, into tech and really want to kind of love my gadgets and that kind of thing. And I, I, can, thought, I can verify that Mark's house is full of gadgets. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> Literally everything is connected to Wi-Fi. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, if I had no Wi-Fi, I'd be in a lot of trouble, that is for sure. Um, Your lights would stop working, yeah, I presume. Ca- camera would stop working, lights stop working. I think the only thing is, uh, it would be a nightmare. Um, so then when I got to um, that point, I then applied. Mm. I sent my application through to them and said, look, I know somebody that might be interested. Actually, it's me. <laughs> 
love it. And then uh, my first interview was with you, James. <laughs> so despite that, you still you still wanted to do the the role, right? Yeah. So then I didn't lie to you in that interview. No, you didn't, because you. I remember something you said to me in the interview, and I think in the interview you said, um, you know, I, I, I come up with these ideas, and um, I could make your life hell. And I remember thinking to myself, is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? But it didn't put me off, so... Well, okay. just to put that in context, it's only because I like breaking processes yeah. and doing weird things rather than following rule books. James <laughs> Not that I've just out to make your life hell. Completely. And you come up with these great ideas and then, then it's like, okay, Mark, there you go. <laughs> so I have to think of a process to put it in place. Um, so that, as I say, um, then I had my second interview with the... So it was like four interviews in total, second interview with the CEO, um, then the, the operations director. And then we had uh, the other interview, which was like an online interview where you um, had to answer three questions about yourself. Mm-hmm. And it was more about on you video. as a person. On video, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's quite, it's quite an interesting process, that. You had to film yourself um, ask, answering these three questions. And you didn't know what the questions were before you started filming, but you could re-record it. So effectively, you mm-hmm. could just watch the video and see what the, the questions were going to be. And then you had to come up with creative answers of what you would uh what you would do and it was things like you know who who is your uh, biggest idol and there was a couple other things and i can't remember what my answers were um at the time and then uh, it then gets sent out to every single employee of the business to vote if they should employ you oh wow so you could go through that process of all those interviews and then you know the last hurdle kind of wouldn't be the right fit and it was all about cultural fit if you were the mm. right fit for the company which mm. i thought was an interesting way to uh, yeah. recruit people yeah and then we haven't looked back, have we? Well, I have, but... You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't mean that. <laughs> if only we got on, you know, it would, it would be a problem, wouldn't it? Absolutely. So, so, I mean, obviously I know what you do. <laughs> but, I mean, what's your kind of favourite part of the role? I mean, you know, you're kind of always running around and never sitting down. So what's, what's your kind of favourite part of the job? I think it's, I think it's definitely the... Um, the members, I think it's it's getting to understand their fascinating businesses, understanding what they do, how they do it, and where we can kind of help them. Um, if it's putting it in touch with somebody, or if it's 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 recommending something, then you know, or you know, they might say, "I need a a developer to to help me with my kind of routing on my website or whatever," and then we can put them in touch with the relevant people. Um, I think that's that's the bit that I really like. It's the conversations, it's the catch ups, it's sitting down with members it's you know having social events with them and that kind of stuff really bringing the kind of building together and and help carry on continuing what james and the team um, the central working had done from day one which is like build that sense of community um, mm. i think that's that's the highlight for me definitely Just to pause the conversation a second and tell you a little bit more about the changes we're making at the Bradfield Centre, we now offer a whole range of new flexible membership packages which support home workers, hybrid home working blended with access to high quality office space and meeting room hire by the hour. Starting from as little as £45 per month, visit bradfieldcentre.com for more information or call 01223 919 600. So what do, we, what do you think makes the Bradfield Centre special? Because definitely it's special. Yeah, I think, I think the team on site as a whole, including myself and James and um, Lucy and Ella, is, is definitely the, the, how we're passionate about our members. And I think the community feel, and I think the way that we can talk to members about their weekends, you know, they'll come in and say, you know, I've had a great weekend and we can talk to them about it. And probably most of the members that are here that have children, I probably know their names. 
and I can ask and relate to them. I mean, I've got a father of two myself, so I can kind of relate to things like that. And it's, I think it's really understanding not just the companies, but the people as well that are working for the companies. I think that's where that kind of uh, that hospitality background comes in. And I think, I mean, I've obviously never been in hospitality. Um, so it, it was an eye opener for me coming into this kind of role about, you know, just those small touches that I guess take you from that kind of, I guess, you know, bog standard customer experience on the high street to more like a boutique hotel feel where you feel like people actually care and, you know, there's actually a proper relationship between you and the, you know, the space that you spend so much of your time in. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, uh, you know, we get the fact that everyone says, oh, I love the Bradfield, there's that buzz. But, you know, I don't think people understand how much work goes into that behind the scenes in terms of, you know, the small touches and making sure that we have this atmosphere where people feel like it's open, collaborative, and we are genuinely interested in helping you become successful. It's not just a thing that's on a sales brochure. Yeah, completely. And coming coming up with new creative ideas, um, for example, like during COVID, obviously with the, the leadership team for Mantle um, creating Home Flexi, you know, that's that's a really, really great membership for having that kind of right balance from working from home to being in the office. And obviously talking to previous members, tenants with regards to that and going back to them and suggesting that to them is, is, has helped bring some business back into the business, into the building itself, you know, um, as well as across Mantle. Well, I guess that's a good segue into kind of talking about COVID and how we've coped with COVID or the impact of COVID on the centre. What, what's your kind of, t- I mean, obviously 2020 has been a tough year for everyone. What's your take on it? Yeah, I think it's, 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 been, it's been difficult for a lot of businesses up and down the country and across the world, right? But um, we've, we've dealt with it really well. We've tried to make sure that we've kept members engaged with what's happening and the relevant things that we've put into place, like the, you know, the social distancing within the building, We've made sure that we've put a one-way system in our auditorium. We've put hand sanitizer stations out. We've got anti-back pipes everywhere. Um, we've minimised touch points in meeting rooms. All those kind of things. But we've we've tried to make sure we're doing it. And you know, we try to um, encourage people that we're, we're we're safe and it's it's safe to come in. And obviously, the comments from the members that are coming in that have been saying, you know, I feel safer than I'm kind of anywhere else because. You know, you, you've got everything in place. You've, you've covered the, the covered the guidelines, etc., which is obviously important to us. Um, I was actually genuinely impressed when I came back into the Bradfield Centre after being away for a few months, not because I wanted to stay away, but because I was ill. <laughs> but um, I was genuinely impressed how quickly you just took stuff on and just changed it in such a good, appropriate, sensible way. I, I genuinely was. I didn't think that you could change things so quickly. I was thoroughly impressed. The, the team the team at Mantle have been amazing. Um, you know, Helen and um, Maya with helping us get our, our policies in place and and looking at the guidelines. I mean, the guidelines have ever evolved constantly throughout this whole process, and they've been looking at them pretty much daily to make sure that we're, we're in compliance and we're doing all that we can. So um, the information was then fed to us, us um, general managers and centre managers, just to put it all into place and, and, and make sure that we covered it and you know look at the risk assessments. Is there anything else that we could do to be able to, to make it compatible? Because every centre is different. You know, every centre is slightly different in its own unique way. So we needed to make sure that we kind of followed the guidelines but also looked at other things as well to see if we could make that even safer 
And I think it's been quite surprising just how many of the membership just don't have a home working setup where they can spend time at home. You know, I think it's easy to assume that, oh, everyone's got a spare bedroom or, you know, everyone's got a little home office. But actually, no, they haven't. And I think a lot of our members have really valued having a space to come to, you know, on a daily basis. And then I think it's fair to say that because this is dragged on now for, you know, virtually the whole year, even people that can work from home are now getting so sick of being in, at home and not having any human interaction. They're really valuing that the, that ability to come in and just be around people. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of people have said how much more productive they are being back in an office and, mm. and you know, having those coffee chats around the coffee machine. And that's, that's one thing that's great about, you know, us here is that we've got the coffee machines in a very central location. There's lots of room to move around, etc. Mm. So you don't feel that you're you're confined into a space. Yeah. Because we've got that balcony with that huge. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a benefit area. of the design of the building, isn't it? I mean, Completely. if for, for the listeners that haven't been in the building before, you know, it's a very open and and bright and you know and uh, spacious space. It's not you know close and claustrophobic like a traditional office so even though we're saying office space the actual building is is mm. it's actually quite well suited to social distancing and, and safety from that perspective it's very airy that's for sure you know mm. never feel that's this confined space even when you know it's, yeah, yeah I, I agree and i'm i one of those people who comes out because i go crazy at home even though i have a whole house to myself it's um it's much better being here it just makes you also feel like you're not alone i know it sounds weird but I often, you know, I felt like, oh my God, I'm alone against the world with this, you know, and then you come here and you realize actually, no, you really aren't. <laughs> and everybody else feels the same way, actually. Well, it's, yeah, and no, I agree. So um, there's been loads of changes since COVID came. And I, as far as I can tell, there's been like a up in, a change in, in membership and, and all the rest of it. Uh, and it sounds like you've coped extremely, extremely well uh, with COVID, actually. Um, but I think it's because, because of your ability to adapt to change and having changed your prices and, and, and products and offering uh, in response to what people need. And that's one of the th key things I love about the Bridesville Centre, actually. Um, so can you tell us some of the highlights um, from your time here, either from the beginning or just now in 2020. I mean, I imagine 2020 is the most exciting year <laughs> you've had in any job ever. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I suppose one of the, one of the highlights is is you know coming in and there was a lot of work to do in terms of building it and um, the sales pipeline and working with the sales team to be able to get this this place rocking. Mm. Um, and the membership grew, you know, from from kind of a third to nearly three quarters during the time of 2019. So mm. that was amazing to see that and see it grow and see the new companies coming in and see existing companies grow as well. You know, I came in at a point of six months after opening um, and getting to know quite a lot of the bigger companies in the um, in the building and seeing them grow even further and, you know, seeing success stories that are growing out into the park, which is, you know, equally as good. And, you know, the likes of our anchor tenants gear set, you know, seeing them grow has is, is been amazing to mm. see the amount of people that they've been recruiting and still are to this day. Mm. Um, so I think that's definitely a highlight, certainly seeing that the, the, the building um, growing. And I think certainly with the, the events schedule that we'd had pre-COVID was, you know, astronomical. We had like one or two events a day. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we were having, was it 30,000 people we've had through the doors? Yeah, you way know? more than that now, yeah. It was, it was, that was amazing to see. And we had some really good, like, content of events that were happening, which was, was great to see. And, you know, fingers crossed we'll be picking that back up as soon as we can. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, so why, why don't we kind of quickly just look ahead to 21 then? What, what, what are you kind of looking forward to in the new year? 
Apart from Santa visiting and bringing you lots of presents. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, looking forward to that. And I'm a present from you, James. Yeah. Anyway. Um, uh, moving swiftly on. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to um, growing the building again, growing the membership base, seeing some new exciting companies coming in. We've got some really exciting leads at the moment, um, opportunities-wise, of people coming and touring us that are looking to take up as soon as kind of things calm down a little bit because that's what's happening now it's just great we're seeing more people coming through that are, are interested in space and just literally want to kind of get all the details done so all they literally need to do is sign the contract and it's kind of then for um march april time so that we're just really looking forward to that looking forward to more events happening yeah um and looking forward to having the buzz back at the bradfield um when we're getting there we're not quite there yet but um with a bit more hard work and um, more encouragement to reassure people that we're safe and, you know, fingers crossed the government, um, relax social distancing at some point. Once the vaccine's kind of out a bit more fluid, then that might help matters as well. So can I actually ask about events? Because I'm very interested in running events, obviously. We can, we can hold events up to 30 people. We can hold by the guidelines up to 30 people, but our auditorium can take up to 26 Okay. Um, so Including the speakers on stage? Correct, yes. Yeah. So There's three speakers and then uh, 23 is the audience. Okay. Um, so we can still we can still do those small, smaller events. Okay. Um, obviously, we could um, do the, the hybrid events. We could do that with Cambridge TV. The audience could be on Zoom or Teams mm-hmm. or something like that. And then um, the, the panel could be in the actual room itself. So mm-hmm. that's the, the kind of thing that I think we'll see a lot more of coming coming through and as I say working with with Carl and the team on that yeah I mean it's like you said Adelina it's kind of we're just trying to you know innovate essentially Mm -hmm. opening up the meeting rooms so external companies can hire them because there's a theory that you know if teams are working at home they still might need to come together for board meetings or you know innovate Mm. workshopping or Mm. or even just to see each other as a novelty um so you know letting people hire the rooms and the spaces in the building to do that even if they don't have office space with us uh, you know just things that we're trialing so do you think mark with the emergence of the vaccine uh, more people come back into the center and you'll be able to to host more events what do you think yeah i think so i think it's then giving people that that encouragement that you know the vaccine's out people are having it administered it's it's effective it's it's giving them that kind of safety barrier for hopefully a bit of uh, new normal um i know we hear that quite a lot but i think it generally will, will would make a difference and i think it would then you know fingers crossed that the the guidelines would would be eased to a certain extent and then we'd be able to be back to a similar um position that we were you know nine months ago and do you think people will come back a bit more into the cafe as well? Because I, I, I saw quite a few people from the community in the cafe today rather than just business people from around the science park because I think it's one of the few cafes open in this side of Cambridge, actually. We've been open um, in the cafe for some time now for table service. Obviously, during the second lockdown, it was um, it was literally just takeaway only, but now we, we can go back to table service. I think that when um, the vaccine's out, it's going to certainly make a difference to that. People are going to be coming into the cafe a lot more. You know, we did have people that were kind of walking their dogs, coming in, grabbing a coffee as well, local. Um, we had people from other buildings, and obviously that's going to encourage people to go back into their buildings as well. You know, it's not going to be Monday to Friday, 9 to 5, like it used to be. It's probably going to be maybe Monday to Thursday, Tuesday to Friday, I don't know. But I think we'll see more volumes of people back on the park and... You know, that was certainly feeding to the cafe. 
Well, fantastic. Um, I think, a, you know, a great way to wrap up the year. Glad we could finally get you on. I mean, like I say, the, 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 so much of this is down to you and the, and the team. So you guys do a fantastic job. So uh, it's all down to your sweat and tears, mate. <laughs> Thanks, James. Appreciate that. Yeah, it was lovely talking to you, Mark. Thank you. And- Thanks for having me. Thank you so much to Mark for coming on to the episode. It was really interesting to hear um, about what's been going on in the Bradfield. And also thank you to Carl Homer of Cambridge TV for producing this show. You can listen to previous episodes by searching for Inside the Bradfield Centre on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher and Amazon Music or by visiting bradfieldcentre.com. 